This is how the next pharaoh is born and he is Ra because the girl is the god, wife of Amun. Everybody is sleeping with the queen. That's why they all see pharaoh at least partially as their own son. In the name of Neith and Amun, we are the Persian Magi and this program is coming to you from Iran with the message of peace and unity. Monotheistic vs. Dualistic Affair One of the most common motifs in TV series is romantic rivals. Two men love the same girl or vice versa. Two affairs get complicated this way. The girl cannot be divided. Only one of the two guys will take her. Both cannot. In TV series, it is simply out of question. You cannot tell yourself why she doesn't sleep with both and finish the quarrel. Why the two guys don't sit and negotiate so that both can share this huge resource of love, I mean the girl, together. There is no sharing. Even though they know that love doesn't diminish when you share it, it multiplies. But the fight goes on because the present world ideology doesn't allow them to have both. There should be only one. The present world insists on the monopoly of love. We have said in our previous programs that they or two means demon and devil. And this concept in love affairs is that you can have two. It is possible by negotiation. If Theos or God means love, then we are living in a monotheistic love world in which world TV channels promote monotheism. Patrilineal vs. Matrilineal Mankind has always wished for immortality because our gene or jinn is aware of reincarnation. Watch our program Why Do We Believe in Reincarnation? Magi belong to the group of eight who believe in reincarnation and immortality of soul. But the group of nine, the death worshippers who have taken the whole world now, had no way to satisfy this desire for soul because monotheistic religion is all about death and punishment. They start looking at their children as their continuations and start bringing more and more children. And of course, they desire boys over girls because Girls are only just receivers of other sperms, some something interpreted as a loss or a disadvantage or even evil. They even don't count girls in the number of children, lest the evil pollutes their safe sperm transition. Their belief in sperm was to the degree that sometimes they punish their son for what his father had done. Monotheism, like always, produces warlords who want their own lineage to continue. Over 90% of wars throughout history have been on this topic, but their whole ideology proves itself wrong when the son takes power and kills the, his own father. It is obvious because the son doesn't agree that he is a personification of his father and should live for his father's cause who was a loser and couldn't fulfill his own desires in his lifetime. Interestingly enough, in the end, the daughter is more loyal to her father compared to the son. That's why Magi, on the contrary, emphasized the love relationship between father and daughter. History and Religion 
I can summarize history books in one sentence. Some maniacs who kept killing each other for power and to have their own lineage continued. Why should it matter if this bloodthirsty guy wins or the other? It is only one story being repeated a thousand times. Religion is the same. One believes in Jesus, other in Allah, other says Yahweh is the highest. Then they start killing each other for eternity. Let's wipe off the names for a moment. Then you will see all of them believe in an invisible high concept. Come on, it doesn't matter which one wins. This is only a big quarrel over different names for the same thing. They all have only one religion. When you all believe that you should do good things, then you will die and there will be a resurrection, resurrection and judgment. Then you will most probably burn in hell for eternity because he sends only very few to heaven. Then what is the war of names? You are all one and the same. There is no difference between a church or mosque or synagogue, but superficial. In any case, this is a one-way street that leads directly to hell. The hell that you wrongly agreed it exists. The Egyptian Unification now let's go back to the place where our gene memory has always been mesmerized with it. The temple of Vedjat, the cobra called Pervejat in the delta of Nile. Her temple is just located at the point where the western branch of the Nile river pours into the blue-green waters of the Mediterranean. She is a cobra that gives birth to Ra, the sun god, who is depicted as the sun disk on her head. But Ra comes back to her in permanent reincarnation cycles. Nath is her human personification and her temple is in the city of Sais, located just a few miles south of Pervejat in the western delta, delta of Nile. It is sweet to speak about peace and unity, but how did it happen in such a world where every king wants his lineage to continue? The great unity of Upper and Lower Egypt survived for such a really long period, but how did it work? God, wife of Amun. In the major religion, the god doesn't remain up there just with a story of her own and people worshipping her concept down here on earth. The myth should be applied and implemented in practice. Just look at Kaaba or the Assyrian Tree of Life or the First Temple of Jerusalem. They are made in the form of God and their foliage is the tree of life which comprises the all, the whole clan of demon. God or demon should reside there. If they don't, it is nothing more than just a building. When we say God gives birth to Ra, and this is why Pharaoh calls himself Ra, this God should have a personification on earth. I'm talking about the daughter. She becomes a priestess in the temple of Amun in Karnak, which is just located in the borderline between, between Upper and Lower Egypt. Amun-Ra should have a wife. He enters her. It means they all do. Imagine two kings are quarreling, everyone insisting that his son should be the next king. Magi don't believe in monotheistic drama, so the solution is easy. Find the girl who is God. 
then let both kings sleep with her again and again every day and night upper and lower eastern and western their sperms will find the way and Amun will choose which sperm this question should not be asked from which sperm when the child was born of course it's the son of Amun in matrilineal model no one has the right to ask a girl who is the father of your child or who impregnated you. This is how the next pharaoh is born and he is Ra because the girl is the god, wife of Amun. The system is the reconciliation of ancient matriarchal and new patriarchal models. Contemporary scholars just check who is the pharaoh and who is his successor. But when you look thoroughly, the girl, the god, is the one who is important. She is the casting mold that produces pharaohs and ra's. Matrilineal tribes are interested to see which girl is the next god wife of Amun in line. A scholar may run forward and say no. God, wife of Amun, was the wife of Pharaoh, not his daughter. You should try to think the Magi way. Everybody is sleeping with the queen. That's why they all see Pharaoh at least partially as their own son. This is exactly the same way bees have come to terms with a single queen in a hive. The queen matters and they are all giving her their sperm. This is what wife of Pharaoh means. Then another will say, no, she was Pharaoh's daughter or mother or sister, so he should not sleep with her. Come on, can't you just put away the family structure which is deeply rooted in your brains away for a second? This is a tribe we are talking about, but they insist to tailor and fit it into a family structure. In contemporary times, we think we have the freest society, but it has never been so closed and blocked. The so-called scholars are doing their best to explain everything under a husband-wife model, which has dominated by Bible. But Magi were not husband-wives. Their relationship models followed mythological patterns that are hard to understand to the petrified and monotonous minds of present world. Queens are important for us, but the queen in the model that I just explained. Otherwise, queen simply means the wife of a king. Reproduction of peace. When the truth is spoken, neither history nor religion is monotonous anymore. When a successful formula was attained with the help of ancient Magi structure, we can spread the same model to other places and this is the model to let all nations live in peace without monotheistic and monopolistic wars because mono means war. When Upper and Lower Egypt were united with female temple of Neat Vejat in Delta and its male counterpart temple of Amun in Upper Egypt, then a similar model can be devised between Egypt and any friendly country. This is what they did. For this purpose, you need to have only a spouse temple in the friendly country that you are going to join with. As we said, the unification of Egypt happened around 3000 BC. Much later, a temple with the function of bull 
means exactly like Amun Temple of Karnak was built in Jerusalem. Then a wife temple, which is a fem female temple in a friendly country called Assyria at Nineveh, because Nineveh is Turkish Akkadian, meaning house of lady. Then another spouse temple in Ethiopia and many other places that we don't know of. I dare say even Mohenjo-daro and Harappa in the Sindh Valley of present-day Pakistan. This is how temples become strong pillars of peace between nations and prevents them from being torn apart by wars. Thank you for watching and if you feel you are a Persian Magi, then share our programs in your social networks. May the protective eye of Mary Amun keep her blessing eyes on you until the next program. Thank you.